podcast is just a waste of time I'm skipping through them, I'd rather listen and change my mind Wes and Nick always help me through my daily grind Your favorite guys, your favorite lines, change my mind I swear these other podcasts is just a waste of time I'm skipping through them, I'd rather listen and change my mind Wes and Nick always help me through my daily grind Your favorite guys, your favorite lines, change my mind Yeah Welcome back to another edition of the Change My Mind podcast. I won't change my mind because I don't have to because I'm an American. Yes, you are. And I'm Wesley Sykes. And through the other side of the ether is the Miles Morales to my Billy Batson. It's Mr. Nicholas J. Esquire, a literate movie star for hire. Yeah, doing just uh, just like it feels like it's back in the old days where we uh, just did primarily audio stuff since we're pre-recording all this. Mm-hmm. It's a little different, different, little different vibe. I feel like less... I don't know. That's why I didn't change my background because I'm not worried about that shit. Yeah, exactly. And I'm already freezing up minutes into this. So for the <laughs> <No>. <laughs> video here, uh, maybe even seconds into this here. So for the video portion of it, you know, that's that's just what we're dealing with. I was just telling Nick, might be fortunate enough to get a new laptop uh, by the new year. So hopefully that happens. But uh, until then, this is just maybe what we're dealing with. Were you a good boy this year, Wes? Because I know. think so. I, okay. I think I was a good boy. I hope so. I think I uh, righted all my wrongs and and uh, repented all my sins. I, I think I'm good. We'll see what uh, if that's still the case after our mainline episode today. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll see that for sure. Yeah, absolutely. But that's not our intro question here. We have a little bit Ooh. of a truncated episode, and and, and this week we're going to be, uh, you know, we're we're typically knee deep in the holiday season here, but. With the end of the year, we're going to be retconning not just our MCU scores from 2023, but also all of the movies that we reviewed this year uh, and some TV shows as well. So uh, we'll also see who won and lost the year uh, uh, going on going on to all that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But before that, Nick, have you have you seen these remote Zoom meeting fails that have been going around on the Internet? I just saw the ones that you guys, or I don't know if it was just you that shared them in the chat, but I saw those and they were pretty next level. Yeah, these, these are pretty crazy. Those, those are the two uh, that, that I've only seen as well. So the, the first one goes back a couple weeks and it's a, uh, a poor guy who's in a Zoom meeting of four and he confuses EOD for end of December and not end of day. Uh, yeah. And it's so great because he's like, the, the the boss lady's like, hey, can we have those those uh, slide decks to our client by EOD? That'll be great. And he's like, yep, I talked to my team today. We'll have that by uh, the end of December, no problem. <laughs> and then another guy's like, wait, 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 no, we talked about this. Like EOD does not mean end of December. You can't, like we're working these last three weeks of the year. You can't just reschedule everything until January. Yeah. And he's yeah. like completely blindsided by it. He's like, what do you mean? You know, somebody in the I, I know in our group chat, like someone asked if that was like if any of this was real <laughs> staged, whatever. Now that you're you're saying it over again, I was like, huh. At first, I was like, this is just ridiculous. Like I, yeah. I've been confused by some some acronyms before, like BAU. Uh, when I first heard it, like was like I was like, wait a second, what 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 is um, that? I haven't heard that. Business as usual. Oh, okay. okay. But I was also working in like it was when I first started working in like the rainmakers space. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I was like, 
is this like a term that I don't know on this side of the business? And like, what is this? And uh, it, it really, it definitely rattled me. Um, not as much as you pulling another disappearing act on me. I know. <laughs> call me, call me Harry Houdini, another illiterate name there. Um, but I, I was, so I was thrown, but anyways, like it was, it, I didn't figure it out obviously. But when this guy said that, like, oh, we've talked about this before. It's like, okay, so is this guy that dumb? Because EOD, I understand at first, but this is like, maybe this is lazy or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I want to believe that it's fake because the the secondhand embarrassment that I get from watching that video and the other one we'll talk about in a second um, is, is top notch. There's nothing worse than uh, getting put on the spot in a Zoom meeting like that. And mm -hmm. uh, you're, you're seeing the reaction of everyone's face just staring right at you. So it's not even like you, you have to look to your left or your right down the board and we're meeting you know, meeting mm -hmm. table. And it's like, oh, no, no, no. You, you see everyone's reaction to it because there's this other one, which uh, it, it was all women in the Zoom call. And I think it was labeled like when our intern makes a big mistake or something like that. And uh, the whole team is getting ready to do some like company retreat down in St. Lucia. And they're like, uh, why is there a charge for two first class tickets a week prior uh, to the same resort? And this one girl's like, yeah, well, we, we've never been there. We want to make sure that it's the vibe, you know, make sure that it, it, it fits everything that we want. So me and, and then he, then she throws this other girl under the bus who like immediately goes head in hands like, oh, no, what's happening? And they're like, yeah, we're, we're going to be taking content and shooting videos. So it's not like we're not going to be working. And they're like, no, you can't do this. <laughs> and and the line that gets me is like, well, how how was I supposed to fly down there? Like. You know, you, you yeah. didn't expect me to fly down first class. Yeah, like the whole thing was just. And again, like when you talk about it possibly being staged, the first class thing is like that. That's a real next level. Yeah. That's you can't be serious about that. Yeah, right? lacking awareness. But what's so? I don't know what's more bizarre that like like the fact that I that it could be staged or like that. I think that's the breaking point for me. Like the rest of it seems very very realistic, which is sad. Yeah. Um, and it, it didn't seem acted out or anything like that, but that one thing I was like, okay, come on. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Who would really say that in, in a meeting to everyone there? So that, yeah. you know, uh, I I'm, I'm more forgiving of the EOD. That seems more like an honest mistake and just like a, a dumb guy who was confused and not thinking than like this, like the, the book in the first class tickets on the company, um, company card to go down to St. Lucia feels more, uh, uh, planned. It's not you know, even it's, close. It's, it's the difference between like involuntary manslaughter and murder. You know, it's like the intent behind it. Mm -hmm. Well, I I honestly think listen, like if assuming those two people were none of this was staged or anything like that. Assuming this is all real, I genuinely believe that both of those people are just idiots. It's just one is a much more significant idiot than the other. Um, because I don't know how you ever think that's okay at all. Yeah, like it's it's just like. In, in any world ever so it's just it, it's freaking insane but yeah those were those were wild um i'm curious if those people like know they were recorded and stuff because like i would i wouldn't mind seeing some more of those but at the same time like oh yeah i mean it's it's definitely know. their co-workers who are screen grabbing that and then they're like i can't believe how how dumb my co-workers someone's are, gonna get in know? trouble some people are gonna get in trouble yeah. for that like it's not like that's not okay like because i i can imagine like plenty of people if they were like people who aren't used to being on camera who like 
that happens, it's like, I already don't want to be talking. And now you're putting this out there to everybody. These things aren't going to last long. I don't think. I but. wonder if that's an HR violation or, or a violation of like some privacy rules yeah. or things like that. that. That's a good point there. Yeah. The, I think the most frustrating thing is uh, if these are real and there aren't staged is that these are the people who are, who are holding the jobs that you want. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, you, you may be struggling to find a job right now. You know, you might be, on the hunt for a new job, looking over LinkedIn and Indeed and all these things and seeing that there's thousands of applicants for these jobs that you want. And, and these are the people who are beating you out for it. And it's like, Jesus Christ, what do I, what am I doing here? Mm -hmm. I was trying to think of a way to make an EOD joke, but I got nothing. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not it's not good there. But uh, but we we don't have any trending now this week where uh, this is a uh, we're recording this in the past for the future. So presently, there's no news there. But uh, what we always have is Nick's Comic Book Minute. Ah, a superb choice. Yeah, so a couple of books that I did want to highlight for this upcoming week that you guys are uh, listening to this. Wolverine, issue 40 by Benjamin Percy, of course, friend of TLDR. Obviously, been, I've been saying a ton about all his work because he's also doing Wolverine versus Predator. He did the Wolverine Ghost Rider crossover because he's also writing Ghost Rider. So some awesome stuff there. Um, for the holiday season, if you're looking for last-minute gifts, I know you can find the trades for Benjamin Percy's run anywhere. So, I mean, th there is a, a quite a bit of violence, so just make sure you consider that whenever you're trying to figure out who you're buying this stuff for um but still like it's it's I, I absolutely love it if you're looking for like an adult reader who you know likes comics and maybe you think they didn't read wolverine like i'm just imagining like my dad when he tried to get me some stuff a few years back um like he bought me like red hood that i already had um but like still <laughs> it's the thought that counts and this is definitely a good one to make that mistake with uh, and then also from image we have the deviant issue too which is actually like it feels like it's a horror series, um, but it's also got a holiday twist to it. Started back in um, in November. I'm sure you can still find some first issues of that, but a great horror series to check out. And then for TLDR this week, we'll have what's new as we always do um, at minimum, um, because ahead of that, we're going to have an interview with Cy Spurrier, who is back to writing Constantine, which I got to say, I've been like overly excited for this interview. We've talked to Cy before um, after his Constantine run kind of got screwed over by by uh, the pandemic. Um, but now he's back on it. And just to talk Constantine with the active Constantine writers, like what we did with Batman and with Wolverine. It's just it's, I, but for me, it's just like a little extra special for, for some reason, I guess, just because I love the character. But yeah, that's everything for the comic book minute. Question for the comic book minute. One, one half of the TLDR boys here. I saw on Twitter that Rob Liefeld, Littlefield, mm. the uh, the creator of Deadpool, yeah, he was like he was trending and and for something and it was something about like comic books or, or being at odds with some comic book writers or something like that. What yeah, is there, that? there's been like a whole thing in the space right now, and it's really gotten out of control. I mean, look, like any like pretty much everything else. There's some people who are like. You know, the days of yesteryear were the greatest and now everything sucks. And then obviously there's people now who's like, no, like there's a lot of really good shit. Mm -hmm. And I, I've gone on record before saying, like, I appreciate the older stuff, but there's also a lot of older stuff that I don't necessarily care for. Um, and it's just like now, now Rob was one what saying like the good years were better. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. very much in, you know, I mean. I don't want to go and take shots, but I mean, the man still can't draw feet all these years later, um, which is the low hanging fruit and a very cheap joke. But like he it's just 
you know, he's not doing, he's not doing as much work. Maybe he doesn't need to. Um, I don't quite know. I don't, I've never talked to him. Probably never will. Um, but it's just, yeah, uh, he's, he's on that side of it. And there's definitely a group of people who are on that side of it. And they, people, some people don't like what's going on now and that's the way it is. And they are, it's become a thing recently for some reason. Well, ge- generally, I think that's the case with uh, everything, right? I mean, you look back, it's like you like the music from your generation. And then the, then the new music comes out uh, when you're out of college or whatever. And it's like, oh, this stuff sucks. And it's like everyone's favorite SNL season is from the time that they were in high school, pretty yeah. much. You know, it's like that. Yeah. Or like, you know, baseball was better in the 90s and 2000s than it is you know, in 2010 to 2020 or Mm -hmm. whatever the case is. Right. Or like baseball was better during the sixties. Basketball was better during the eighties, you know, and it's just all the people who are talking about their generation of, of sports that they grew up in or music that they grew up in. This seems kind of similar. Yeah. The hearing what you were uh, breaking it down with the, the music is definitely the one I think that is like the most applicable, but then you bring up the eighties basketball. It's like, Oh yeah, there's that. Um, But Mm -hmm. uh but uh yeah it is but it's just there's like some there's like a level of like i don't know like disdain it feels like for for this era now um yeah. from some of those people it's just it's getting to a point where it's just it's it's too much and i'm sure some people have been dealing with it a lot longer than i have. i personally just like hey we love i love the medium and this is why i say all the time like comic book when i was talking about like it, from our standpoint on changing my mind like with the movies like I hope that more comic books get chances with movies and shows because it's not just about superheroes. Like that is a genre. Mm-hmm. And then comic books are a medium. It's become a whole thing. And I, we, we've like alluded to it on the show, but I just, it's so it's one, it's again, it's one of those things where it's just like one side has like their opinion. And I just don't agree with that side of like, that things aren't, be- aren't great. Like, like, like they used to be. It's like, no, there's a lot of stuff that's better. It's not perfect. I'm not going to go and say that there's definitely been times where I haven't cared for what's going on at either uh, of the big two companies, but there's pretty much always been quality stuff for like, at least in the TLDR run, there's been quality stuff from the other places pretty consistently. Okay. All right. Good. Thank you for breaking that down with me because I saw that and I saw him. Like, he was trending. Maybe that was just in like my for, for you explore page or whatever, but I saw it going around and I was like, oh, I'll have to ask Nick about this when I see him next. Yeah. So fun stuff. Oh, fun always stuff. fun. This, hey, you know, it's it's good to keep the comic books, uh, you know, in the topic of conversation. This is true. No matter where, where it goes, true. right? That's true. I, I know there's a lot of people who, who, who are in the middle of that argument that might disagree, but I do do think that this popping up and even popping up on your radar which you're like you're not in it but you're adjacent to it um mm-hmm. very much so it's like that that's good i i it's, it's as much as it's not fun to be at the center of it yeah 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 uh all news is good news right that's uh it's just journalism rule number 78 yes that's uh, right. Correct. there we go <laughs> uh all right let's let's shift over to our main topic here this is gonna be a fun one we get to use excel spreadsheets and whatnot uh what do you say tommy are you ready all right, now let's go get them. All right, now we can it's work. Time. All right, to <laughs> uh, our main topic here, of course, the it's it's going to be MCU 2023 retcon scores, but this is all the movies that we reviewed here. We put the MCU in there just for SEO purposes, really drag over maybe some of those comic book fans that we were just talking about, drag them over to our, our podcast here. Uh, but we reviewed, how many movies did we review? How many titles do we have? 21? 20? <laughs> We ended up having 20 titles all together. We do have some shows mixed in here, um, like Loki and The Last of Us. 
Um, but we didn't have a whole lot in the way of shows, actually. It was pro- Oh, and Dave Season 3, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, Se- Secret Invasion, of course. Uh, yeah. A little forgettable. Um, which we'll yeah. get into. Maybe, that may be one that lost some points, but we'll get there. Yeah, absolutely here. So how, how do we want to start? Do we want to start with uh, our, our MCU stuff? Uh, sure. I mean, you, you did lay out some nice questions too, that we could absolutely, um, mm-hmm, dig mm-hmm. into there, but, um, we could, we could start with MCU if you want to. Okay. So let's work our way down the list here from what, what appears to be roughly most recent to, uh, the first, uh, movie that we reviewed on the year, uh, most recently being the Marvels, Captain mm-hmm. Marvel, uh, Miss Marvel. And a hero to be named later. Yep. <laughs> so that was episode 245 for the people uh, who want to go back and listen to us. Not not too long ago. Uh, I gave this original score of 79. You gave it an 84. Um, are there anything that is there anything you'd like to change there? No, I'm I am comfortable here with this one. It's just it feels like with some of these, and we'll get to them more. Like I just I felt like a movement either way. And this was very clearly like, no, this is, I'm very happy with 84 and it helps that it's most recent probably. Um, but still, no, I got nothing. Do you? No, no, I think I'm good with this. So this is what an 81 and a half. Is that, is uh, that right? That sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think that's right. 81, 81 and a half or so. Um, th- and that feels like a good spot for, for what the Marvels is. I think it was a fun movie. Uh, it wasn't worth the hate. Uh, that it got, and it also wasn't necessarily worth the overpraise. I feel like people on the other side were almost trying to balance out the hate for it by maybe being over the top. And mm-hmm. I don't think it's either not neither of those things. I think it was just a fine movie. So if you take all of what those sides were both saying, it probably brings it all to 81 and a half, which is right where we are. So we had the right grade. If you guys just listened to us and that was it, we had you covered. Exactly. I think I think we're in the sweet spot right there. Yeah. Um, all right. So we'll move uh, move forward or go backwards in time here with episode two forty four. That's Loki season Ooh, two. Time uh, jokes. Okay. Oh, and with the time jokes, I didn't even realize that. But once <laughs> again, we are recording in the morning, so the synapses are firing a little bit quicker. Uh, I gave it an eighty six. Nick, you gave it an eighty nine. That's a CMM aggregate score of what eighty seven and a half. Eighty seven and a half. Yep. Um, any changes you want to make there? You feel good about that? Nope. This is another one that I felt very comfortable with. I mean, shows are generally things that I, I know people can find them rewatchable. I don't. And and also, so that's not factoring into my score at all here. Um, as much as I did, I would say I'm more inclined to watch the second season than the first season of Loki. But yeah, I felt like the level of stakes were huge. Um, and obviously with what happens to Loki at the end of it, it was all of that was well done. And all the time stuff too, where we've seen Marvel in the past, where, where people are criticizing Marvel for a lot of different stuff right now, one thing that they improved upon, I think unquestionably, is how they wanted to handle how they handled time through Loki versus how they handle time in Endgame. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, I, I agree. I agree with you there, and I I really liked what season two came out with. Not as much as season one, but I still think Loki is the premier MCU Disney Plus property uh, to, to have come out so far. So I think uh, that all of that kind of stays in line there. So. Uh, 87 and a half. That's pretty good. Uh, episode 243, three episodes in a row. If you want to go back to, uh, during the holiday season and, and listen back to it, uh, Gen V, uh, I gave that an 81. Nick gave that in 92. Now this is where a first change comes. I'm going to bump this up two points. Uh, 83. I feel like this Ooh. is aged a little bit better. And since, since probably the boys season four trailer came out, I think I'm really in on how this connects 
at least to a, maybe a B storyline in, uh, in, in season four of the boys. Yeah, I, uh, I, they laid a great foundation here. The ending of this was top notch. I'm really glad to see um, you, you go and bump this up a little bit. The missus actually just watched it by herself. We, we, and the boys is a show that we like you is a show that we share, but with Gen V, she was like, no, you go ahead and watch it yourself. Obviously I had to, you know, get it in fast mm-hmm, because of mm-hmm. the, because we weren't watching it week by week. Um, so she wasn't ready to, to, to try and cram the, the, the whole season in, but she absolutely loved it too. So it's like, this is this, if you like the boys, you are going to like this show. You're going to, and, and also like Wes said, from a B plot standpoint, you're, you're gonna, you kind of have to watch it probably. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think, what my my uh, what I didn't like about the series uh, first was was just the weird power sets. I know that's kind of more of a boys thing, uh, but it, it, that that was tough for me to get behind. And I think if I just don't focus on that and focus on the actual story structure and, and the character development, things like that, uh, this is a better series uh, yeah. than than what I, what I initially thought, which was pretty good overall. Yeah. Hey, and you know what though? That we got in our scores, we got to factor in certain things we like, certain things. We don't like. I mean, that's going to happen. You don't like that's those power sets. The name sets. of the game. Yeah, can't blame some people. Can't, as much as I find the blood powers interesting, can't blame me if you don't like them. Doesn't do it for yeah. you. Well, it, again, it's weird. Just to reiterate my point that I make in, in episode two forty three, it's weird that the all the women have like actual disorders or or like issues that then turn into the powers, but the the males are just like. No, I, I'm all strong. I'm super fast. You know, mm-hmm. and it's like there's no real trauma attached to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, no, it's, I mean, it's, I, it's a weird move. Uh, I, I find that interesting, but at the same time, like I was more specifically talking. I know because I know the blood one was one that came up. Like that's just that's yeah. not going to be for everybody. It's like the boys' comic is a lot for anybody who wants to go and read that. It is it, it is on the same level of like viciousness, grotesqueness that you get from the actual show. I, you might even say worse. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I'd probably say worse. Uh, let's go to episode 234 now. Let's go back nine episodes from Gen V. Uh, the Blue Beetle. Uh, this was a DC property, kind of an underrated DC property here. Uh, I gave it an 85. Nick gave it an 87. I could do that math. That's a CMM aggregate score of 86. Any changes that we want to make here? No. Uh, no changes. Uh, so blue, no, no blue beetle. No, sorry, I was trying to do some math for us over here, and I realized I screwed up. But no, I got nothing. No, no change on blue beetle at an eighty-seven for me. Um, like it was a fun time. It was, and this is again one that surprised the both of us. I think we went into mm-hmm. it like, okay, we don't care about blue beetle, but like, I, I mean, I'll, I'll see it because I want to support comic book movies. Um, and you know, obviously we do it on the show, so we move forward. Even though the D- DCU's like kind of in a weird spot. I mean, it'd be a shame if they didn't keep this whole family as they progress forward with things. Yeah, you know, and I know I saw we'll, we'll be talking about this guy uh, a little bit further down the list. But Zachary Levi was pretty pissed at James Gunn and Sean Gunn for, excuse me, uh, Sean Gunn. I think having now two roles in the GC, I, I, he's playing. Um, uh, yeah, they updated it? it and he's he's like sticking. I think it's like he's he was weasel. I think in Suicide Squad, and now he's going to be whoever um, whoever oh Pedro Pascal was yes. in Wonder Woman eighty four, right? Yes, Max something, Max yes. something. 
Yep, I'm blanking on his name. Yes, uh, but yeah, so he was. So he's saying, "Oh, I guess if if you can be the brother of a director, then you can get into anything." I'm like, "Yeah, dude, that's life." But um, I, I would like to see the the Blue Beetle uh, incorporated into the new DC in some way. I thought this was a good movie. I don't think it was a great movie, um, and I, I thought about maybe bumping this down a little bit. I'm still kind of on on the fence about it because I, I I'm not sure if. No, no, no. Okay, no, I'm good with this. I'm just looking down at the list here. This mm-hmm. might be the best DC movie of the year, pound for pound. Yeah, no, I think it. I think it, based on just our scoring alone, it was unquestionably. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, because we have two others uh, that we'll get to. Um, one fairly soon. Yeah, but no, this is. But this, this was is kind of a, a boilerplate origin story movie that doesn't do anything necessarily new, but it does it all well. Yeah, exactly. It was. I felt like at least it. it yeah, it was di- as much as it was that it felt like it was different in the ways that it needed to be. And I do I honestly think like when they when people are making um, these kind of if they ma- continue to make these kind of boilerplate origin stories going forward, there's stuff to be learned from Blue Beetle where the, the improvements were made. I don't think you necessarily need to do that all the time. We've talked about it for ages about how you don't need that stuff. We've gotten enough mm-hmm. of those. But at the same time sure they're going to still keep doing them so something to be learned here yeah and i think for your lesser known heroes your blue beetles i think having the origin story in the background of how they get their powers is great but like for spider-man or even daredevil you know something like that where you have a it's more of an established fan base uh and more of the general population knows about daredevil spider-man whoever maybe you can bypass the origin stories on that and just kind of hop into a story that's true yeah yeah definitely um okay let's go to episode 231 now that's secret invasion uh it's the mcu disney plus show here uh i gave this an 81 you gave it an 80 uh and we both have updates on this one here nick uh what's your reasoning for going up or down yeah i i so i went down a point um because this is you know look i mean there's there's no two ways about it. Like when you go from a B to a C, it's just like from an A to a B, there's difference. There's different feeling towards that uh, grade, um, towards that class. And in, in this case, this show, it's it, it was fine. But I think we, I think that similar to what we talked about with the Marvels, where a lot of people wanted to shit all over it. Um, I don't think it was, I don't think it was that bad. But it wasn't the greatest mm-hmm. thing ever. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think for me that like extra giving that the eighty was was like just that step too far. Where it's like, no, it's not. It's not in that category quite yet. And also like when when I look at some of the other stuff that we talk about over the year, um, that like considering our grades, like that's why I think that's why it's so great that we do this because now it's all boom right in front of us, and it's like okay. I cared about it. How did I care about it at that time? And then I look at some other movies that when when we're watching a movie or when I'm given a grade, I don't consider all the other ones. By and large, I try not to do that, like what I've given for grades. Mm-hmm. But when I see it all laid out here, it's like, nah, like this, this isn't, it's just that slight tick below for me. And I feel like you feel pretty similarly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, I dropped this down as well from an 81, dropped it three points to 78. And, and it's like you said, like there were some things I really liked. I really liked Gravik. Um, I liked some of the intrigue behind this political spy thriller um, uh, uh, archetype or, or kind of uh, a foundation that was laid for this this uh, series. 
but it just didn't fully uh, uh, come through on that for me, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I think that's where some of it uh, gets lost for me. Also, it's not really Secret Invasion. You know, they're just kind of like slap the name on it. And it's not really an adaptation of the comic book story. Yeah. Um, but it does use the scrolls there. So that's where I feel like they got we're like, all right, we can use this. But what it really loses points, you mentioned the Marvels in, in your response there, is that, all right, if these things are going to connect and we accept that this is what the MCU uh, is, is that it's going to lead into the next thing that leads into the next thing that leads into the next thing. Watching the Marvels and seeing a completely different Nick Fury from the Marvels to Secret Invasion, when in theory this is all kind of happening at the same time, leading into one another, um, is is just completely egregious. Yeah, that was. Um, I didn't. I didn't like I, that. Was like when we look back at the Marvels, like that's a thing that we talked about for sure. Like that was not okay. Like it, this was. This fury was very interesting, and to go and just I yeah, completely undo it, or like there's no conversation. I mean, for all the shit that Sam Raimi got for being like, I never watched WandaVision and you know, not being able to connect the dots here, like there should be equal amount of yeah, uh, uh blame going around to the secret invasion creator and the Marvel's creator for like not having that collaboration or, or Kevin Feige, you know, whoever. Uh, the the brass tacks falls to. I don't know if that's a phrase, but you know what I mean. Yeah, it, I don't know who 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 it is in this instance, but it does. It's just. I, I mean, also, it's like did Samuel. I know Samuel Jackson's been doing it for so long and everything, but I'm I'm curious what his thoughts are because it's like, did you feel strange? Like how how did this happen? Where he just goes from one end of the spectrum to the other like if that's just if we, the way he is in the marvels is just the way he if, if that's what he devolved into like if there was like a clear line maybe some people wouldn't like it but at least it would make sense with right. these two it's just like how yeah so it's, it's like they completely forgot about it or didn't care to include it in there right it, yeah. if at least like you said you make an attempt at it like okay then at least they tried but yeah. this feels like they didn't they didn't try to it so uh so a 78 and a 79 so new aggregate score uh, going down to two points from 80 and a half to 78 and a half. Yes. I have uh, all, all the aggregate scores updated now. So we're good. Took me a second. Uh, there. Oh, beautiful there. Hashtag math. Yeah. There we go. Uh, not our strong suit here. All nope. right, let's go backwards. One episode, uh, for mission impossible dead reckoning part one. This is episode two thirty. for those who might want to go back and listen to it. Uh, I gave it an 83. <clears throat> Nick gave it an 85. Uh, mm -hmm. Any changes that you want to make here, up or down, good or bad? No, and this is one that I, I – so, so short answer, no. I thought about this one more than maybe any other. other than I maybe, gave this some thought too, yeah. Yeah, because it was just like I, – I well, part of why I, I ended up not doing it or maybe the driving force is I joke about Mission Impossible as being like, a bunch of bullshit like it's like okay like uh, it's mission highly improbable because they yeah. get it done every fucking time and this time around it's like no like there's a lot of shit that goes sideways um i felt like the and again the the appreciation for Cruz and his um live stunts yeah uh, and then like sure. obviously it's like an important character you know biting the dust and everything there's just a lot that goes on in this um so yeah i i i am very comfortable leaving it at an 85 yeah, and I think 83, 85, you know, yeah. 84 aggregate score there. I think that's a, a good spot for this. Kind of mm -hmm. like where we're at with uh with the Marvel's aggregate score there. I think this was 
you know, this is definitely disappointed. I think in box office too, kind of, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, dealing with uh, the Barbenheimer uh, box office at the same time. You know, there's yeah. a little bit of fallout from that. That's tough. Uh, but I think this was a decent movie. And I think this, again, just was tough to live up to based on Barbenheimer and based on the hype off of Top Gun 2. Yeah, no, that, this is very true. Top, yeah, Top Gun was definitely. I mean, if, if you go back and listen to that, like it's definitely the superior um, movie. It's not even close. But at the same time, like, yeah, I agree with you. Like, I I agree with our scores. Like, it being at an eighty four, right down the middle between the two of us, is is perfect. But I think box, I agree, box office wise, like it's just just tough, tough timing with Barbie and Oppenheimer coming out at that same time, man. And I think I, I may, you know, I'm not remembering this completely, but the uh, villain is the entity, right? It's an AI. Yeah. So, you know, it's like kind of a nebulous idea, too. I remember thinking when I watched the movie, like, it, you know, you don't really see a physical enemy. It's just like someone that's that's kind of living in the Internet, kind of, you, you know, and like they, mm -hmm. they're taking over and hijacking all these like government infrastructures and stuff like that. So it's like you, you don't really have anywhere to direct, you know, who, who am I rooting? Who am I doing this against? You know what I mean? Oh, you you know you're barking up the wrong tree there. I got no problem rooting No, no, no. I know it's AI, but AI is not like a real thing also. You know, it's not like a living, breathing entity. Yet. Well, it's yeah. Terminator. Yeah, but they wouldn't be living and breathing. They would just be like operating. This is also true. And, you know, I appreciate that. <laughs> they're just existing you know yeah. so it's like you know they're, they're a great they're always quota it's always sunny it's like yes but who are we doing this against who's this versus you know like, and I, I just need to know going into it so my head's right so that one kind of throws me off a little bit there but i think the 84 is a good spot for that movie yeah definitely. um let's go back four episodes to episode 226 for maybe the most controversial movie of the year uh, hmm. the flash. Yeah. Um, so we both came in, actually this had the same grading as mission impossible, except our score just flipped. Up. Yep. Um, we're still on uh, flip sides of the spectrum here, but I went all the way down to an 80 on this after giving it an 83 originally. So this is minus three points for me. Um, which I have another one that loses that much and a couple that lose more. But it, it, to me, it's like, okay, there was, again, it's, you know, the, I, I'd be like, I know we have to have Twitter because of work um, and obviously mm -hmm. getting, you know, doing other stuff, but it's just like, I wonder if we weren't as privy to all these, like uh, the, the hype that surrounds all these movies. And we just like, we're in our own little world and didn't have social media. It's like, Oh, the flash is coming out. Awesome. And then we just see some trailers, how we would perceive these movies. Yeah. I, I feel like you and I do a, a fairly decent job of, putting that aside but at the same time it's it's like it's you're only human like you're hearing so much of this stuff right and i think my natural reaction sometimes is to maybe be a little bit more on the positive side with that um as much as i had the, the lower score of the two of us here but it's like again you hear it's the greatest comic movie of all time and it's like okay that's <laughs> yeah. not true and then everyone wants to tear it to shreds and it's like okay but it's not that bad i feel very comfortable like this being an 80 just one point above secret invasion yeah, so you you knocked this down three points. I knocked this down two points from an 85 to an 83. So this is what, uh aggregate score of 81? And a half. 81 and a half there. Thank you. Thank you mm -hmm. for that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so this is going down two points for me here. 
and again, it's it's the the overall stakes of a you know a connected, uh, I guess a connected story. You know, mm-hmm. it's like not really there anymore. You know, it's not it's not going to be adapted into the James Gunn's world, and that was kind of floated around as well as like right around the same time uh, that everyone was calling this the best comic book movie ever. Now, to its credit, I think it's a fun action movie. I think it's a fun summer action movie. Um, there's a lot of cool things, uh, specifically highlighted by Michael Keaton's Batman. Yeah. Uh, Sasha Kali was great as Supergirl, but she's not going to be carried over. They look like they're going to be casting that uh, uh, a new actress for that for uh, Superman Legacy. So this movie is, was really dead in the water from the get-go, which was, again, another one of the big talking points leading into the movie. But um, to have it be so poorly received like it was like specifically from a box office standpoint, not, not necessarily a yeah. critic standpoint. Um, that was the most shocking thing, but you know, I I've went back and rewatched this specifically for that Russia scene where they break Sasha Kali out. Mm. Uh, and, and, and that whole fight, I, I think it's in Russia there uh, that, that goes on. So like that's uh, you know, there are some, there is some rewatchability to this. Yeah, yeah um, I agree more so than some, maybe some of the other movies. Like I, I haven't watched blue Beetle since that's been on max yet, but mm-hmm. you know, so there is something that, that will still draw me to it. But again, expectations versus what we actually get is, is a huge factor in this for me. Yeah. And I think it's like, I mean, they did a, the thing, the strength, some of the strengths of this are, they did a good job with Batman, obviously, because you have Michael Keaton and then Supergirl was good. So I was like, okay, Hey, we have a mm-hmm. soup, like a, like a super soup family, like character that they did a good job with. And then you have a good Batman. I mean, to me, how do you not go back and watch that a little bit? Um, so I, I agree. There is a level of rewatchability. It makes it a lot. It's like a cheat code, I guess. Um, is, is my thought. Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly there. Okay, so we have uh, one episode back here, Dave, season three. That's episode 225. Mm-hmm. Uh, I gave this an 87. You gave this an 87. I can do that math. That's an 87 aggregate score there. Uh, no changes made to this. This was a pretty solid season. Yes. Um, you know, what, what stands out to me, it feels like they got back to uh, what was successful in season one there, where season two felt more like, everyone being an individual uh and then season three was like the gangs back together and they're doing things as a group now yes the things that st- you got brad pitt in the season finale which i loved i thought that was a, a great cameo um and then you have him going back to philly dealing with like his first girlfriend for like a music video all this cool thing he's looking for love he's got the uh the photographer girl that he's falling head over heels with but he's also dealing with rachel mcadams who's another great uh cameo in this so that's what I, what I think of with Dave, almost like a curb your enthusiasm for, you know, this generation type of thing where the, there's real actors playing themselves uh, in this world, but they're just maybe slightly exaggerated or, or a little bit different than who they normally are. And at the center of all this, Dave's death was faked. Uh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. I was like second guessing myself on that at first, but then you brought up the photographer and I was like, oh yeah, that's right. She, she like. She, nope that 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 happened in the season and i really enjoyed their relationship and obviously it goes mm-hmm. in a lot of different directions with with those two um but yeah i i right there with you 87 and looking back on it, it's like no this was unquestionably um a great season of of this show and uh you know coming off it i hope that they obviously can't be the same exact stuff going forward that what would do that but like the same energy or like when you talk about the heart of the show yeah. like that they had that here. And as much as I appreciated like 
how things kind of devolved in some ways in season two. And it's so chaotic. And I thought, I thought like after coming up together, it makes sense to have this like disjointedness going down and how ridiculous and how obviously bizarre Dave can be. Um, I, I did appreciate that, but I thought this was like, this is the season that I, I, I love the, the most. I, I don't know if I say the most, I can't, I don't remember where I gave season two for a score, but I liked it a lot. Yeah, yeah, I agree. This this is challenging season one for my favorite season there. And I think one of the moments that just popped in my mind here, unfortunately, uh, when, when you were just talking was him slinging the sex doll legs. It's like half the sex doll body. And he's like slinging it over his shoulder or he's like dragging it out of out of his room to another room. That scene just uh, uh, is burned into my memory, unfortunately. They're, yes. they're very funny. It's all coming back. Um, honestly, when I thought about it, I was like, no, I like Dave. I have nothing. I have no grades. But now you're bringing it all up. It's like so many other things are starting to like flood back into my head. Like when it started right in the season where he's like met up with this girl who's like supposedly never heard of him. And then yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. And, he, and he's wearing the full body condom. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that part. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, okay. that's great. That's good that's stuff. Rough. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's go back another episode here to 224. Uh, Spider-Man Across the Universe. Uh, I gave this a 95 originally. Nick, you gave this a 97. That's a 96 aggregate score. Uh, I bumped this up one for the sole fact that I want this to be to break the tie that I have for the best movie of the year or the best thing I watched all year. Okay. All right. That's fair. Yeah. So there's there's no real notes to it other than I really enjoyed this. This is available. Is it on Netflix now? I think it's on Netflix now. Yeah. Yeah. Netflix is getting flooded with quite a bit of stuff. I wonder if that's Mm -hmm. a little foreshadowing of what may be to come um, because I wouldn't hate it. Um, I'm okay with that. Yeah, put it all in one freaking place, please. But no notes. Um, bring bring me part two as soon as you can, or as soon as the uh, graphic designers finish everything with out being overworked and stressed out. Uh, but I, I can't wait for that. So I, no notes here. Just I just wanted to break the tie. That's why I wanted to, to go up. It's a great, great movie. Fair. Yeah, I love Across the Spider Verse. The art in it too, to me, like where the the animation was next level for animation in general in the in the first movie into the spider-verse across the spider-verse like kept some of that but then also progressed it forward by giving all these characters their own animation style in like changing the setting around them if they go if we go to their world it was just i i i absolutely loved it and i know we got a little bit of that again in the first one but it's like it was next level with gwen and then next level with like uh spider punk as well too so yeah just a- a- awesome fun time Got to rewatch. Yeah, yeah. All, all great stuff. Yeah, I, I will uh, be looking forward to rewatching that soon too. Uh, let, let's go back two episodes in time here uh, for a movie that we almost didn't review, but I'm happy that we did. Yeah, uh, Dungeons and Dragons: Honor Among Thieves. So I gave this an 87. Nick gave that an 89. That's a CMM aggregate score of 88. Uh, again, no no changes here, but a very solid movie. Yeah, and uh, this a note for um, because I, I I got nothing really to add other than that this movie did surprise me. I didn't think I was going to care about it, but was a fun time. And obviously, you and I feel very similarly about it. Um, but what I want to add is for those who like this show, and then also like uh, and have no problem with animation, because I'm sure there are some listeners who just aren't fans of animation. Um, mm-hmm. if you if you like animation, go check out Vox Machina on amazon prime a listener of the dsg recommended it to me and there's two seasons of that show i think it's 12 episodes of pop i think they're 
30 minutes a piece, maybe a little bit more. I'm, I'm not certain on that, but I absolutely loved it. I actually crushed that show. And it's in like the same type of world, like a high fantasy stuff and a lot of hijinks, a lot of, a lot of comedy, um, mm -hmm. quite a bit of violence. I, I highly, if you like this, you will like that. Yeah, this was a fun time. Again, we, we talked about so much uh, this year, I feel like when we were also discussing Dave's season three, but we just liked having the gang together. Mm -hmm. You know, we, yeah. we just like having a good group who like kind of all operates within itself pretty well. And that's what Dungeons and Dragons was. I thought it was a good cast that all kind of played off each other very well. Some were serious, some were nerdy, some were the stars, you know, like that, that works for me. If this were to get a sequel, I would be, I would be happy. I would go see that again. Kind of stunned if it didn't. I don't know how it did box office wise, but I mean, I don't think it killed it, but I don't think it did bad either. Mm, okay, well, maybe not, but yeah, yeah. So, uh, maybe maybe it broke even. Uh, how's mm. that there? Uh, we had uh, going back another episode to 221, The Pope's Exorcist. No changes there. Nick gave that an 84, I gave it an 80. Uh, that's starring Russell Crowe. CMM aggregate score of 82. I'm not sure if there's much to say about it. This I changed okay it. Movie. I oh, changed oh, you it. did change it. I'm sorry, yeah, I didn't I see that. It. I changed it to uh, an 81, so it's down to an 80 and a half. Gotcha. Uh, I, I got to yeah. scroll over on the Excel sheet there. Yeah, there's a whole lot going on there. Um, it's hard. It sucks because, like, the titles are so long, so it makes me force everything over. Mm -hmm. um, but, but, yeah, so I, I bumped this down three points because I was like, when I first thought about it, I was like, didn't, didn't this have kind of like a clunky ending, like, visually and everything and whatnot? And then I went back and looked at my notes from when we talked about this for episode 221. And I, and I, it confirmed my suspicions. So I was like, nah, I, I got to take this down a couple points to an 81. Still really enjoyed it. Still like an 81 for a horror movie. Like I'm going to take that all day. Uh, I probably will go back and rewatch this. And this was um, streaming original, if I'm not mistaken. So I, think so I think this was Amazon. I think this was in theaters, but it was a day and date uh, release sort of thing. I think uh, that's what it was. Well, I would love to see more of this. I think there's a lot of mm -hmm. potential. I think Russell Crowe did a great job. And I said, and look, I took off three extra points for the ending. Um, it wasn't necessarily because of the writing of the ending. It was because of the um, the visuals that came with the ending. It was. It was I think rough. I remember that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was. Yeah, they, de they definitely got low in the uh, in the budget by the end. They're like, all right, we just got to hit the finish line here. Yeah. So I mean, like, I, I took. I, so now you and I are pretty much on this on the exact same level here. I, but I think that if that had been cleaned up from a technological standpoint, visual standpoint, however you want to put it, that definitely I feel comfortable at an eighty four, and I probably would have had it higher than that. Even I thought this was well done. It has potential for the future. All right. Uh, to we go to episode two twenty now for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Talk about just having fun hanging around a team. This is uh, another instance mm -hmm. of that. There, uh, I gave this a ninety one. Nick gave that a ninety three. That's a ninety two aggregate score here. Nick, it doesn't look like you have any changes, but I'm bumping do. this down a little bit here. I'm bumping it down three points to an eighty eight, which is still uh that's still pretty good it's still ahead of guardians volume two for me but behind volume one uh and my reasoning is i went back to try to rewatch this and i couldn't finish the rewatch i shut it off oh it's wow just so, it's so sad yeah i couldn't get through the beginning it's a very depressing uh ending there so you lose a little bit points there for rewatchability which I think is huge uh, from a Marvel standpoint. You want to be able to rewatch all of these movies and have fun with them. And if I can't necessarily do that, I remember saying that during our original review that like I'm not sure that this is going to be very rewatchable for us. But um, I think the first time through it was 
uh, satisfying and it was nice to see and to kind of get a little bit of that Rockets backstory there. And, you know, you're dealing with the fallout of so much death and kind of uh, uh, bringing the team back together sort of thing. Uh, I thought that was all interesting to see. But again, second time around, I don't think it has the same same feel to me. I got to go back and rewatch. I haven't done it yet, um, but I haven't rewatched a, t- a ton of um, stuff this year, quite honestly, that came out this year, I should say. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. but th- but like I remember that being a thing, not only with you, but uh, talking to other people. It's like this is the, the um, like it's a lot darker and a lot sadder um, than any of the other stuff. But I honestly thought James, I, obviously you're giving it an 88. You still liked it. Um, yeah, but, yeah, like, yeah. Pushed all the right buttons and. I'm very curious how I feel going back and rewatch this, but I agree with you hundred percent that like where we talk about like the flash where it has like rewatchability. It's like, you can just be, be whatever. It's like, Oh yeah, I see this. I'll turn it on or I'll watch it. Whatever. Like if we still are channel surfing, like, okay, like you see it, whatever. This is like, no, I gotta, if you're going to watch this, you got to lock in. You got to make sure you're in the right frame of mind. It's not that easy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think now that, uh, you know, I'm kind of jogging my memory here. I love the high evolutionary. I thought he was a great uh, yeah. villain and um, the, the actor did a great job uh, in portraying him. But I think what, what makes him so great is that he's like the master chess player. You know, he's moving all the pieces on the board. He's moving the pawns and everything like that, but he doesn't really seem like a fighter. And at the end, they almost, they had him fight, which I thought kind of lost points. I think he should have had oh. other people doing his bidding for him. And then finally just like, I don't know, relinquishing his power, begging for his power. So you see that that dynamic kind of flip a little bit. But you know, you see him fight, and that that kind of took me out of it a little bit. Interesting. Okay. But okay. yeah, just just a mi- minor stuff here. Still really mm-hmm. good overall. Still. Um, one movie we did not like. This might be the worst uh, reviewed movie of the year. Uh, Power Rangers: Once and Always. Uh, this is episode two eighteen. If you want to go back and listen. Or skip over specifically if you know that. Like uh, maybe mm-hmm. we don't listen to this one because uh, I gave it a fifty. Nick gave it a sixty-five. What's the aggregate score there? Fifty-seven and a half. Fifty-seven and a half. Yeah, not not good, but no changes though. So no, I mean, I, you know, I thought like because at the end of it all, you guys will see with math. Like I had room to go and be like, yeah, I'll just take points off. But I was like, you know, I don't want to. Like in ultimately, this movie, it, we wanted a thing, and I don't say this often, like probably should have gotten uh, that thing, but this was just, this was just, but this was what power Rangers was back when mm-hmm. we were kids. And unfortunately, like we wanted to take like another step because like we're older, we have so much time to like now see it. You're trying to appeal to an adult audience. One would think now too. So it's just trying to make upgrades where we can and it didn't happen. Um, So like, that's why I ended up at like not as far down as you, but at the same time, like, I like we've never felt I've never felt like we're so close on this, even though our score is so apart. Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, once you get below a 75, I think it's all just kind of bad. And just mm. just how bad do you want it to be? 75 is the breaking point. I think that's I think I think fair. for us, right? I think I feel like that's if, if we go back and look at all of our grades, I think yeah, 75 pro- is like kind of that threshold. Mm, that's probably right because i'm just my, my like 70 is like where I'm, I'm i'm just wondering like maybe it's fine but like it's but still no 75 is fair yeah 100 if i got a 75 yeah, low 70s yeah for sure yeah uh and this is too bad because like you said this was 
almost exactly a spinning image of what we grew up with, right? It's pretty, pretty close, pretty, pretty close to it. The only problem was we grew up and our sensibilities changed. And it's like, yeah. oh man, this really was crap the whole time. Yeah. And I, the, the, I think the difference too, like a, a big difference, at least um, what helped like in, I don't know, differentiate our scoring was like, I did a few years back, try and go back and rewatch some of it. And mm. I was like, Oh yeah, no, like it's, I'm always going to love it. And and again, like I read the comics and they're fucking great. Like the, what the comics are doing, the, the power Rangers comics are doing what you wanted this show to do. So mm. again, like if you've like, that's a great place to go. And if you, you're not reading comics, go check out the start of Kyle Higgins run from a few years ago. If you need help with that, you can always find me on Twitter and I can help out with it. Um, but it's like, he did such a great job and everybody who's followed after him has done an outstanding job of elevating the characters, giving quality writing, giving all that great action. And it's just that perfect combination of nostalgia and moving things forward in a positive way. All right, moving forward, uh, maybe not in a positive way, but we're moving forward nonetheless here with episode 217, Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Uh, we yeah. mentioned this a little bit earlier. I gave this a 76. Nick gave it an 84. It's an aggregate score of 79. Uh, any changes that you want to make here? Well, now it's down to... Oh, uh, now it's 79. It was oh, 82 uh, before? Did, did no. I mess that up? No, I messed it up before. No, I I, made the, the, I didn't get all the math, Wes. Um, oh, my bad, my bad. No, my bad. that is not... That is quite just, the opposite. I'm just reading numbers on the screen here without well, any context. If you got the right numbers, then it would help. <laughs> um, but now it was a 79, or am I... I don't know. I don't know. You you know what? You figure that one out for me while I talk this through. So I had this at an 84 and I bumped it down to an 82. Um, it Look, it was, again, another one that caught a lot of heat, which I know it's partially because of off the field issues with Zachary Levi, who's still kind of, you know, that seems to be just brushing up against um, DC in, 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 in a not, I guess, ideal way. But yeah, I, I, I still had fun with it. Like I went in thinking, oh, this is not going to be great. Like Helen, Lady Helen Moran was like, I don't know what was going on in this movie. Which, <laughs> yeah, that's right. When you watch it, it's like, no, you did. Like, if you didn't, you just didn't want to be there. It's pretty clear what the story is. And it was like a fun time. Like, it, so it was to me, it was solid. It wasn't as good. It, it felt like, it felt like in some ways it was very similar to the first one outside of the origin. Um, but it's like, you didn't, it didn't progress it forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, so, I, I'm with you on that. This was, again, a little bit dead in the water. This didn't get good pub publicity going into it. Um, a lot of people turned on Zachary Levi, and I forget forget why. It is not, not exactly sure why, but he kind of became like, uh, kind of turned from like a belovable bastion of DC and kind of really pushing it and like really like, oh, one of the, the bright spots moving forward. To like being hated pretty quickly, and I forget why. Maybe maybe it's COVID related. Maybe it's like politically think, related. But I think it was the former of the two. And by the way, it's a seventy. It was a seventy nine. The, the, the math was correct. I just, yeah yeah. The yeah, slight yeah. change bumped it from an eighty eighty to a seventy nine. Yeah. Yeah. So so we're we're all set there. But yeah, he people soured on him pretty quickly, and I, I don't think that bode well for you know his hopes of maybe mm -hmm. getting carried over. Uh, into into the James Gunn's DC, so I agree. Um, yeah, that, that's that's too bad there. And of course, what well, I thought she was pretty good in this. Uh, Rachel Zegler, she also kind of took a, a bit of a PR hit. Uh, you know, after this movie came out here, so I wonder if that was, you know, if they're like, all right, 
the star and the co-star here are, aren't really uh, high up in the Q rating. Let's just completely scrap this. Rachel. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, during um, the strike, during the, the actor's strike, she kept, you know, she, she, she just kind of shit on the Cinderella movie, like the original Cinderella movie. Oh. seems like an odd thing to do when you're promoting, like, your new Cinderella movie. I don't okay. know. It's just that seems odd to me, but um, but yeah. So in the end, like what when it comes to like the product that we got, I mean, I still feel comfortable this being in a. I guess it went from a B to a B minus for me. Um, mm-hmm. but this being in that seventy nine eighty range again, like I know we talked about, like the difference between a C plus and a B minus is like a. There's a significant difference as much as it's one point. Um, I actually think this should be on the eighty side of things, but um, I'm not gonna lose sleep over it being a seventy nine. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that it they had a villain problem, um, and like you said, there wasn't really much graduation to the next step from the first, the first, uh, uh, the original movie. Yeah. Um, go back one episode here to episode two sixteen. This might be one of the better movies uh, that we saw in the year. Oh yeah, uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie. This was uh, something that kind of lived up to the hype here. I gave it a ninety one. You gave it an eighty eight. Uh, that's a 90 and a half. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, or is it 89 and a half? 89 and a half. There we go. But that's no longer the score because no, no, it's not. I bumped, I bumped it up four points. So I had two things that I changed, um, by four points. This is the only one that I bumped up by four points. Um, so biggest growth for me, the super Mario brothers movie. It was so much fun. I don't know why I gave it an 88 at the time. Um, I didn't go back and check my notes, but I remember like now I, I'm seeing, I think that's on Netflix too. And I'm like, Oh wow. Okay. Man, I got to go back and watch this. This was so much fun. Everything about it was, was enjoyable. And I, I mean, like from a visual standpoint and everything, it was great. So like, I don't, I don't remember again. I don't remember why I gave it an 88. I feel like I was, I don't know, trying to be too much of a, you know, a hard ass that day, but definitely like you, you had it at 91. You were right. I know I won't point past you, but like, again, we're in the same spot. Now it's a 91 and a half. That's that it deserves to be there. If not better. A lot of fun here. Uh, Jack black as Bowser was great. Yeah. When you get the peaches song there, that's, that's kind of a real rewatchable standout memeable moment from that movie. Um, and it's a lot of fun, you know, for, for anyone who grew up watching, uh, or, or playing those video games or any one of those video games, you kind of get everything serviced to you, right? You got a little bit of Mario Party. You get a little bit of Mario Kart. You got Super Mario Brothers 1, 2, and 3. Everything's kind of represented in there, right? Everything. Um, and, and although the story, like, I'm not following along for a story here. I'm not grading this on the same scale as Oppenheimer or something. You know what I mean? Like, this is like, comes in with different level of expectations. It's good animation. It's fun. It's family fun. I don't really care if it's a cohesive story. I think that the the thing for me is where I it's like when we talk about I don't talk about this as much in our conversations, but like the pacing of a story and in this case, specifically the beats of the story. Sometimes the beats of a, of a, of a movie can feel like, you know, OK, we're in arc you know part one of the arc and then part two and then we get to three and then we go from there or maybe it go you boil it down to to six but either way like when i can feel that it bothers me usually because it's just like it feels like things are getting a little too formulaic i think that was kind of at play in this movie again i gotta go back and rewatch it but at the same time to what you're saying I don't care. Like it's fun. Mm-hmm. Like it may be the, the lines may be clear there, but I was having fun the whole time that it, I was never like, Oh, okay. Like that, that was not happening. 
Yeah, 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 absolutely here. Now, now something where we might critique this a little bit more for the storyline, uh, and that and that really paid out was The Last of Us, uh, episode 213 in our ar- archives there. HBO Max show. Uh, I gave this a 95. You gave this a 93. No changes here. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. no changes. This was actually when I had to go back and uh, ch- check the audio real quick um, on the on the grading because I think at the time we didn't do our normal tweet length review. But this is, I mm-hmm. mean, this is one of the best things we got all year. We're all dying for more of it. I think when you look at it at the end, we have four uh, properties uh, that we reviewed that got that ended up in the A range, and this is at number two. Um, mm-hmm overall and in that grouping but yeah this is like no question for me this you know what if you the, these all came out in close proximity of each other the, the super mario brothers the last of us and then the next one that we're going to talk about mm-hmm. if you just went if you just stopped watching shit after the super mario brothers you're like oh 2023 was a perfect year flawless year you had those three things Amazing. yeah yeah and, then, yeah and then cocaine bear those are all like back to back to back weeks uh pretty much so <laughs> yeah That's, but it was uh, good like I, obviously it was outstanding like, i mean it's like, i feel the same way about it as i did before and i can't wait to i'm, I'm never gonna play the video game more than likely and that's fine like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm ready to experience all of it and people who didn't play it are loving it people who did play it are loving it what's not to be happy about here yeah exactly exactly there uh let's go back two episodes uh in the archives to episode 211 creed 3 uh, I gave this a 94. You gave this a 92, Nick. No changes here. Nope. Uh, this was this was pretty good. And at the time, uh, we thought this was going to be the year of Jonathan Majors. Yeah. And, and it kind of is in some ways. Not in the way that he wanted to and <laughs> right, not the way that right. we all thought. It was He's crazy. staying in the news cycle, though. That is for sure, which flies in the face of what we said earlier about all news uh, and, and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, regardless, I'm not changing the grade here. That was he. I mean, he did an outstanding job and uh, he's the reason why the movie was was as good as it was. Yeah, it's uh, you know, and I, I would have to go back and rewatch this. I, I believe this is available on Max if I had to no. guess. Um, but I would go back and rewatch it to see, see if it still holds up. I enjoyed it. I think I had one of the better. Uh, boxing fights to uh, uh, end a movie. You know, the the final fight scene between him and uh, Jonathan Majors there, I thought was really cool. Definitely having some anime elements there, some slow motion elements. Yeah. Um, so some pretty cool stuff. And then, you know, Jonathan Majors plays that kind of like conniving friend villain really well. Yeah. Where he's, he's like, really kind, he's got ulterior motives and you know that something's kind of brewing, but you're not really sure either. Yeah. Like it was like the, the way the character was written was, was great, but then he takes it to another, like his, his performance is why it lands so Mm -hmm. well. And also to the end of what you were bringing up before about like where to watch it, whoever has MGM plus it's available there, but it's also available on Amazon. Apparently, but more importantly, it's on Amazon prime. Okay. All right. Great. Great. Uh, And and so you you make a little gambling, play a little, uh, uh, you know, video poker and then watch Creed three all on the app. Is that it's I don't know if it's I don't know. I don't think MGM plus and bad MGM are the same thing. Oh, maybe they should just morph it all in together. Why not? You're saying that I'm like, that's actually a crazy, a crazy good idea. So crazy. It might just work. Um, Yeah. Let's go backwards to uh, episode 210, which is, you could probably say this about this movie. It's so crazy, it just might work. Uh, the aforementioned Cocaine Bear, 
Yeah. Uh, Nick gave this an 85, or I gave this an 85. Nick gave this a 79. Uh, this is my biggest drop of the year. Uh, I am dropping the six points. I think I might have been on cocaine when I watched this uh, because I'm not sure what I was thinking, given it an 85. It was a fun movie. I remember having a good time with it. Yeah. Um, however, it's just, you know, I, I'm never going to go watch this movie again. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it, I, as, as much as I agree with that, I don't have this burning desire. And I have, again, the same score as you. So it's an aggregate score of 79. Mm -hmm. um, I don't have this burning desire to go watch it. I do think it falls in that realm of like, yeah, it's just, it's self-contained. It's crazy, you know, wild time. Like, yeah, there's a very basic plot at play here. It has like a level of rewatchability in terms of like the ability. It's very easy to go back and engage it. But at the same time, I'm not like, oh, I have, like, I'm with you. Like, I have no desire to like watch Cocaine Bandit Bear again. But I'm glad I did. It was fun. And it was like, it's going to lead to more stuff like that, apparently. Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. But, I think I think you're right. I think I saw something already about that, right? Something about a a, a shark? No. Uh, I thought raccoon. I saw, yeah. Well, didn't we get? Isn't that what James? Why James Gunn did that with Guardians? No. Oh, okay, there Sorry. we go. No, he oh, actually. I, I, see what I you did there. I think he was. At, I saw somewhere, and I this. Are you speaking out of school here? But I thought I saw that he was up for like PETA Person of the Year because of what he did with Guardians. Uh that wouldn't surprise me. Peter's crazy. Yes, they yes they are. I'm surprised. It is crazy. I'm surprised we hear more about them with cocaine bear. Quite honestly, but that's a good point. That's a yeah. good point there. Uh, let's go backwards. We only got two movies left here to episode two hundred nine. Maybe one of the more disappointing movies of the year. Uh, Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania. I gave more this an eighty two. Uh, you gave this an eighty nine. Mm -hmm. That was an original aggregate score of what eighty four uh, and a half. I'm going to take your word on that one. Eighty three um, and a half. Yes, but we but this definitely needed to get bumped down by both of us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I this was uh, bumped down to me to a seventy nine. Uh, take it down three points, and and where do you got this, Nick? Yeah, I bumped it down four points. I'm still higher, um, but eighty five. Mm -hmm. Um, so this ends up getting the most significant drop between the two of us. Um, when you combine our scores together to bring it down to it's it's eighty two. Which it, it, as much as again we're talking like B to B minus in terms of difference between my score and our combined score, I do feel comfortable with that. Um, I liked this movie. In I, I liked there's a lot of different things about this movie that I liked, but at the same time. I can't, again, this is where we see all this stuff on social media. I can't help but think, yeah, it is kind of weird that like Ant-Man's the guy that stopped Kang. Like I know that we have um, right. Janet who's like evolved in, in ways and, and, and everything and spent and knows Kang. And that's obviously a huge thing, but I can't help but like, that is kind of funny that like, that's the guy who, who takes him down. Like no disrespect to Ant-Man, but also a little disrespect to Ant-Man. Yeah, exactly. A little disrespect to Ant-Man there. Um, the the CGI was just not good, uh, not not living up to it for what what, what should have been a CGI heavy movie. So you know going into it that it's going to be a huge emphasis when you got a title like Quantum Mania uh, that you're going to be spending a lot of time in front of like a blue and green screen. There hmm. just didn't didn't pass the sniff test there on that. Uh, you mentioned Janet Van Dyne uh, and, and Michelle Pfeiffer's character, just an all time frustrating character in a movie. There she knows everything, but it's like. I don't know. I can't tell you. You have to guess. 
I can't. Well, no, I don't want to talk about it. I'm not ready to talk about it yet. And then if she had just like been open with them from the get go about everything, they would be able to figure this out and maybe solve this problem or not have this problem to begin with. I think another thing for me in this is the when we talk about rewatchability, Ant Man has had that in his movies. Mm-hmm. And I again, I'm not saying yes. like, mm-hmm. we shouldn't have like one movie to the next shouldn't be the same. Like Guardians of the Galaxy, I'm still very high on that, even though the rewatchability is not the same in the sense of like it's not easy to go back and re-engage with this. It doesn't have that re-engage like level to it, and then it also is something where I'm like, I want to go back and check this out. Like Guardians is at least like self-contained in in like its own space where it's fine. Mm-hmm. Quantum Mania is supposed to have these high stakes and everything. And then it's like, I mean, there you get some of it, but then it's just like, uh, you, but you don't really. So that was, this was one where it was a little bit tougher for me than, than other uh, Marvel properties, I would say. Yeah. I'm and- high on it. And we thought this was going to be in the realm of like a Civil War type movie or even like a multiverse of madness to the extent of that was going to be the next big yeah. thing to kind of push along the greater MCU storyline. And it did with with Kang in a sense, but it, I, I don't think to the degree or level that we were hoping for. No, I think that's it's a pretty fair assessment. So and the, this way I don't mind weighing that against it here. Yeah, exactly. Exact expectations versus reality. It's a real thing. It's like inertia, you know, someone's got to come out some way or the other. Uh, The Pale Blue Eye, the first movie that we reviewed on the year, that was a Netflix movie starring Christian Bale. Uh, Go back in our archives, episode 204. Uh, I gave this an 83. You gave this an 85. Originally, that's an original CMM aggregate score of 84. Um, But you're you're uh, going up here, ending on a high note. Yes, and on a high note here at the start of the year, so I'm giving this an 83 because when I went and, again, put this list together, like these are all the things that we uh, reviewed for the first time. It's like, oh, yeah, Pale Blue Eye. Like, I I kind of want to go back and watch that again. I, I, uh, like I'm i itching, like the atmosphere around it and everything. And as much yeah. as this, this mm-hmm. whole thing has a huge twist at the end, I said it at the time, It's in, it'll be interesting to go back and look at this knowing that twist so I think this has a yeah. massive level. Like now, rewatchability to a point. I think the second time around, it absolutely has like a massive level of rewatchability because it's like a whole new experience. Yeah, the same way of Fight Club or the usual yeah. suspects or something like that, right? Yeah, absolutely. But to then after that, like a third time, I don't know. Like I, I think you won't know till you get to that point. But for me, I, I think it would it will still continue to hold up because the atmosphere that that this movie has is very much in my like it, it it's what I want. So um I'm I'm very excited to go back and check the pale blue eye out again. So I felt very comfortable at an eighty eight. Yeah, and this would have been perfect for a, uh, you know, it would have been too too soon for us to actually do it, but for anyone to re-watch this during the hashtag spooky season. Mm, it, it's yes. a, I mean, you mentioned the setting. That's what, what hit home most to me, was that setting in that kind of like upstate New York, Hudson Valley at the uh, uh, Army uh, West Point Academy there. Yeah. Um, all very cool, like very spooky, spooky stuff there. So I love the time era. Uh, I love the location of it. Um, didn't necessarily. Pay. I like the twist at the end, but not. It didn't. It wasn't a spectacular movie, but it was a solid movie for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I think the rewatch would be, um, probably improved just for that reason because it's kind of like a new movie, knowing yeah. what you know. 
Yeah, not not often that you have that, even with uh, who done it's like that. But, uh, but yeah, that is the the full list of what we've gotten to uh, this year. Yeah. Okay. So a couple of questions here. Uh, top movie of the year. So we're both individual and combined. Uh, so I, I was off the top with uh, Spider-Man Across the Universe with 96. I think that might be the same for you individually. Spider-Verse, well. yes. Yeah. Spider- what did I say? Universe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, how dare you? Yeah, yeah, 96, 97. So I think mm-hmm. uh, not only both individually but combined, that's our favorite movie of the year. Yeah. Um. So what is your – is it is uh, Super Mario Brothers also our next on that list? Um, no, it's uh, – I'm, I'm at a tie with Super Mario Brothers and – creed based on my scoring creed is for your number just two. for just movies it's creed uh but it, last of us is 95 too so if just things yeah. that we watched uh last of us would be number two yeah. creed three would be three uh and then what guardians uh three would be fourth oh yeah guardians is my number two i'm sorry because i gave that one a 93 so yeah so it's spider-verse and then guardians um, but yeah, pretty much like, you know, we, we're in the same ballpark for all this together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see the biggest gain of the year, which movie had the biggest gain individually for me? Uh, not much. Cocaine bear was yours. Uh, that was my biggest fall. Oh, oh, geez. Uh, oh sorry. Yeah. But, but yeah, um, yeah. Gen V with, with two point, a two point gain. Um, and that probably could have gone a little bit higher too there, but um, that, that's probably it for me. That that aged a little bit better. What about for you? The uh, Super Mario Brothers movie was a yes. four-point gain for me. I had two things that changed by four points, one positive, one negative, um, but this was definitely the biggest one. And that's also, again, moving from a B-plus to the A-minus territory, which we all know is life-changing. Mm-hmm. That is that's, – that's big. That's, that's big. That could be the difference between a punishment and, and slipping by your parents. Yes, this is yeah. <laughs> true. Yeah. Uh, the, the biggest uh, loser, I guess, the one that lost the most points on the year uh, for me individually was Cocaine Bear with a six point drop from 85 to 79, followed by uh, Ant-Man, the Quantumania, uh, Guardians 3 and Secret Invasion with a three point drop there. But although saying that um, Guardians 3 is not that big of a drop, you know, it's not that precipitous of a drop from a 91 to an 88. Yeah, I mean, this it sounds uh, bad when you say that. Yeah, but those other, but th- as much as the difference between A and B uh, is A minus and B plus is huge. B B minus and C plus are even more. Uh, even Absolutely, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yeah, you have the largest individual dip, um, which is obviously which is Cocaine Bear, but combined, the largest dip is Ant Man. Mm-hmm. Quantum Mania because we both took off. We took off a combined seven. That was my largest dip individually at minus four. Um, and that makes sense. I mean, it was, you know, given how high we were coming in on it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised by that one at all. I was actually surprised. Uh, like, I'm not saying Cocaine Bear. Obviously, we had the same score. I, so I agree with your final score. But I think that I was surprised to see you gave it that much of a drop. Um, but I'm not going to argue with it, obviously. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I am who I am. Yes, uh, what's the true. most underrated movie of the year it doesn't have to be from this maybe maybe something that you saw on your own that you feel like isn't isn't uh getting oh, enough love. i didn't think about it through the lens of of everything else i do think you're spot on with what it was um from the things that we reviewed 
Yeah, yeah. Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Amongst Thieves. Again, I'm not sure if this really killed the box office, uh, but I think it got decent reviews. I think it did decently in the box office. Uh, But this is, again, a big IP uh, with some big names. You got Chris Chris Pine, uh, Michelle Rodriguez is in there. Mm -hmm. Uh, You got Justice Smith, I think. think Justice Smith, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's in. So you got some good names in there. you know, but I, I'm just not sure. This kind of flew under the radar. I feel like for a lot of people. Yeah, you're right, and I I can't. I'm trying to rack my brain to see if there's other what other stuff that um I saw like outside of this because there's definitely some other things that I, I I just can't I can't think of what it would have been. Um, so yeah. that, that's my that's my fault. But I, to me, it's unquestionably um Dungeons and Dragons because as much as it got a ton of like advertising and everything too. It, I, it still feels like, you know, we're Mission Impossible. It also got a ton of it, but it seemed like people mm-hmm. responded to it in some capacity. There was so much with The Flash, and obviously Spider-Verse doesn't really need to be advertised. And I'm just looking at it as we go down that list. It's like, you know, Dungeon Dragon still got advertising. It still got plenty of it, but it still just feels like, no, this this deserves, like, go. you should go see this. This, this deserves your attention if you are into high fantasy stuff. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I, I agree. Um, most overrated movie of the year? Um, most overrated. Ooh. My thought is Ant Man, just because, uh, just based off our recent conversation about it, and just like thinking that it was going to be, uh, the next big, you know, directional shift of the MCU to kind of usher in whatever, whatever the next big thing is, right? So Kang or whoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just didn't. I don't think it lived up to it for me. I think the Flash probably gets my nod Ooh, because okay. When you have some people saying it's sure. the best comic book movie of all time, it's like I, I don't know how. Like, I don't think there's a better way to like ruin your credibility when talking about this kind of stuff. That's a good point. Uh, I won't argue that at all. I think uh, either one of those could be good choices. There, the Flash might be the better of the two. It can, uh, it can be your favorite of all time. Like, no, anything mm-hmm. can be someone's favorite of all time. That's your choice. But like from an objective standpoint. That's a that's like an yeah. odd claim to make. It's tough, tough to sell there, too, especially when you got like Tom Hanks or not Tom Hanks, Tom Cruise yeah. saying that and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, who lost the year, Nick? Who lost the year? Um, well, I mean, I think you, you look at where things started for him. I mean, and obviously there's a lot going on with it, but the whole Jonathan Major thing, like he started off on this tremendous high and then it's like, no, he's uh, he's done. And obviously, like the, the, there's a lot going on there still. Yeah, and there, there's been uh, that court case is ongoing uh, mm. right now, so it's like in the middle of it right now. Um, and I think there's been people on Twitter um, who have been kind of giving the the play by play updates of everything, mm. and it feels like there was some video that just came out. I, I maybe yesterday as a crow flies oh. of, uh, of surveillance footage from the the night and incident in question there. And apparently it shows him like running out of a car. So like trying to get away from the situation. I don't know. Uh, and hmm. people are saying that that's uh, supposedly good for him. Uh, oh. I, don't, I don't know the full context of everything. So I haven't, I haven't been following it that much. Um, but that seems to be, at least from what I've seen on Twitter, uh, the the uh, uh, opinion of people is that uh, this this might work out in his favor. He might get off. The, the thing, excuse me, the thing that I saw was... Um the last thing was the text message talk. And that was mm-hmm. not 
that was on the opposite end. Of the oh spectrum. yeah, yeah. See, so, yeah. Who knows, right? Yeah, that's why it's this stuff. So like, obviously, it's sensitive subject matter range, but when it's getting to the corks, it's like, like we saw with like the Johnny Depp Amber Heard thing. Like, there's like, there's a lot. It's it's a lot of back and forth. Like one day it's like, oh, things are going like making right, Johnny right. Depp look better, and things one day things are making Amber Heard uh look way worse. Or it's just like. In the end, it's there's a lot that didn't go that was bad for both of them there. And I don't know with this, it's just it's feeling like it's not feeling like it's that, but it's feeling like Jonathan Majors like did some stuff and it's just uh well I hope not- he didn't poop in, in his uh girlfriend's bed. Oh like Amber, that- like Amber Heard. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. It's Amber Heard that did that Jonathan Majors <laughs> did that. Wow. But yeah, but yeah, but maybe, maybe that'll about- come out. I don't know. Maybe that'll be the big shift, the big what- reveal. Uh, was that you missed out on like a possible pun there um, with a shift and shit? Um, oh, there we go. <laughs> but who? But for who lost the year? I mean, like for nobody. There's only one other person who started out the year as strong as him. And, That's true. That's yeah. true. He had a lot. He he had the most to lose at that point. He was uh, on top of the entertainment world for uh, at the start of 2023. That's for sure. Uh, my own, my only other nominees: uh, Ezra Miller uh, had a had a pretty rough year, although. Not really. He still got paid. He didn't get taken out of the movie. The movie got released, right? He's not in jail. So like, he didn't really lose the year. But as, as far as his like uh, public perception, uh, that yeah. was a, a big loser. And he definitely did kill the movie in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the other one is, is Marvel and, and MCU overall. Uh, when you talk about the properties that have come out, the uh, stories or hit pieces or however you want to describe it that have come out uh, in the last few months here. Uh, detailing the quote-unquote downfall of the MCU. Um, Marvel fatigue is something that's kind of become into the uh, the forefront of everyone's mind. Uh, so that's also something that I think that more people have accepted or, or at least entertained the idea of uh, than like a year ago or whenever that term first kind of got coined. Um, so I think this has been a tough year for Marvel. Uh, but maybe it's Jonathan Majors. Yeah, but but the thing is that Marvel kind of gets you can loop in him into the Marvel like all the stuff sure. that's going on. So yeah, yeah, it's it's a either you know six dozen six one way half dozen another is that the same? Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he like I, I it's even if you liked the stuff that Marvel came out with this year, like there's no question that there's so much negativity surrounding it because of how people are feeling. Again, it's like goes back to what we're talking about with like the comics themselves. Like there's a lot of that now in this space and then there's but there's also flaws so it's just there's a lot going on definitely for a lot where, where they've had a lot of win uh, w's over the years this year was definitely an l there's no two ways about it all right now who do you think won the year i'll give you my honorable mention yeah uh, please do chris pratt chris mm. pratt winning the year here super mario brothers guardians three stars of, of two of the biggest blockbusters of the year um can't you know can't go wrong with that yeah no i i um i agree but the, i think we're also in agreement on who won it yeah it's got it's pedro pascal uh right because he, he did he had the mandalorian season three yeah uh, he had the last of us which was a huge hit here uh is there something else that i'm missing well there was the um there was the mr fantastic news that he right yeah yeah well. with that as well but was it was there another movie another project that he was in he if there was, I'm blanking on it. Um, the Nick Cage one was last year, right? That wasn't in the calendar I, year. I believe so. I believe so. 
Yeah, I, yeah. I know I watched that. I'm pretty sure I watched that this year. Mm-hmm, I'm not mm-hmm. sure. But either way, it was definitely a, a win for him because just he had those two big things. And then the Mr. Fantastic news like is is huge. And even if it, like that, that kind of died down, like where it's like he is Mr. Fantastic and mm-hmm. nothing's been finalized. But if he gets it, like that's a huge career move for him. And if it's if he doesn't, I'm sure there's another way he can get integrated into the MCU. It's the fact that they're talking to him. He's just He's been on fire for a while now, and this is um, a big year for him. And this has been on our radar. I remember back in, geez, it must have been March or February, uh, when we were having this discussion, whether it's the year of Jonathan Majors or Pedro Pascal. Yeah, 100%. Uh, it's um, And it's obviously like that that, that kind of just bared itself out there. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a time told on that one. Uh, yeah, I, I will say another one that I think is like a subtle win and not because they did a whole heck of a lot. They just had the one show, but like the boys universe in general, mm-hmm, I think is, mm-hmm. I think, I think Amazon in general, you could argue because you got more um, invincible stuff sure, as well. Yeah, yeah. But um, for, um, for the boys, like when you, where you see the MCU going in the wrong direction, yes, this yep. is the great time to be doing an awesome job with stuff like the boys. So yeah, I think that's, and, and they almost didn't even have to do anything, right? Just, just watch yeah. kind of Marvel and DC falter. And, and, yep. and by proxy, they're already going up. I buy, yep. like you said, having Gen V, having that strong trailer for, for season four there of the boys, that's yeah. all bodes well. How about um, James Gunn? James hmm. Gunn get a little, little honorable mention love there. Maybe take, taking that's- over the DC. Yeah. He closed guardians three, which was, you know, considered by many to be, uh, the best Marvel movie of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. I, I think I it's. Know. I think that that is a very fair case. Um, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. Okay, all right, but it's Pedro Pascal though. Yeah, yeah every, everyone. Know. He's his Q rating is is through the roof right now. hundred percent. I mean, like Pedro Pascal again, like not somebody I ever would have thought for Mister Fantastic, but it's like he's done so good with everything else. Right, I, I can't hate it. Right, yeah, it's not who I would have selected. Uh, mm-hmm. but I, yeah, you. Know, you you, you can't be worried about the job that he's going to do. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, so that does it here. The 2023 year in review here. So I think uh, when we come back for our next episode, uh, whether we want to do an Aquaman review or mm-hmm. we want to do a look ahead to next year uh, and find out what movies we're going to be reviewing and kind of put the whole schedule together, I think those are both uh, doable. They're both doable. We're doing that after we're taking the week of Christmas off because Christmas is on a Monday, correct? Yes. Yes, okay. we are. Yes. We'll be re-releasing uh, some Christmas themed episode that we've done in the past here. Right. Uh, but yeah, when we do come back uh, again, maybe Aquaman, because I feel like that comes out the week of Christmas. Yep. Uh, or, or we could kind of do a look ahead to 2024 there. Yeah. But way. right now we're looking ahead to the Discharge Depot. Damn it. Damn it. I just had it. Where is it? <laughs> Two two bitches. What'd you do this weekend? Uh, a, a bit of a delayed start on uh, my end for watching Christmas movies, uh, but mm-hmm, we finally mm-hmm. got going. And uh, the Grinch, uh, Jim Carrey's The Grinch was the first on our list, which I find interesting that like there are people who really don't like that movie. But I, I, I don't. Yeah, and I'm one I, of them. I think like the elder statesmen of the the DSG like are in that camp, and then like you got like Shime and me 
who are you know you're actually you're not on the other sigma side i think like you're on the younger side technically still so like you think i'm in the middle yeah either way like you're but you're four you're four years chimes in my senior and like mm-hmm. we're the only guys in that age range we both love that one and then everybody else i think is on your side of it now i own this movie on dvd i went to go see this movie in theaters at the time so i thought i love jim carrey i like a good christmas movie i think i probably took a a girlfriend at that time it was like in eighth grade or something like that you know where a bunch of people go out at the same time and you uh uh try to get like a hand job or grab a grab a over the over the shirt boob grab or something like that right uh didn't work out for me but nevertheless hmm. the grinch uh just doesn't doesn't do it's freaky it's off-putting to me i don't know it doesn't work the, the, my the noses yeah. of the who the whoville people uh it doesn't i don't know it's just it's just very off-putting to me mm. the, my wife though who is uh in the same age group of you and shine loves it mm-hmm. yeah exactly so it seems like it's a, a movie for a certain it's not even generation just age range i don't know i'm curious like people way younger than us like even five years like i think my brother likes it he's three years younger than me I don't know. I don't know. I've actually never asked him. I need to find that out, and I need to fucking know. Uh, but what have you been up to? <laughs> uh, well, okay, so when this comes out, I'll be flying to Florida. A uh, little business trip. Uh, that's going to be actually a fishing trip, too, so that should be fun. A chartered Ooh. fishing trip. So that should be a good time here. Also, I'm going, going to the Pats game on Sunday. Uh, that, oh. that should be that should be kind of fun. Uh, Pats KC. But the uh, real reason is the guy who has the tickets has a has – a, box his box seats oh uh, yeah i can't say no to those yeah yeah otherwise it'd be like ah you know i'll just stay home you know i'm yeah. not gonna freeze my ass off to watch travis kelsey kiss taylor swift or something you know from the stands and all that stuff so now maybe i might run into her who knows maybe maybe she's in the same box as you bailey zappy is the future though Wes. so you're getting a glimpse of <laughs> zap 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 is that actually my nephew is a uh just became a patrick mahomes and kansas city chiefs fan for some reason so oh. he's going to this game as well oh nice uh and we were we were watching uh we were having dinner for like jules's grandfather's uh uh birthday last weekend and he's wearing his Patrick Mahomes jersey. He's all excited. And the whole time, I'm like, are you ready to get zapped next weekend? And just, I was just shooting him from across the table. Like, zap, huh. zap, 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 zap. And he uh, he did not like that very much. Oh, wow. Look at that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. It's really not much of a convert. You know, before you could be like, oh, well, Brady Mahomes, that's a, that's a great matchup here. And you could yeah. actually, like, talk with some gusto. But now this is just a joke. Yep. No, it's uh, and in Mahomes is also like whining to the media about referees, which is yeah, a great I, look for an all-time player. Listen, I don't disagree with the act. Uh, like I, I agree with the thought process. The referees suck, but you gotta, you gotta also like kind of take the lumps there. Yeah, I mean, it's the thing that I, my thing is like Brady used to like get in the refs would would could yell in a ref like yeah. do that. Like that's that's where you should do it. Like the media stuff. Like I don't know, man. Like, well, it's the same thing. Like, um, they they threw out uh in basketball uh, uh Jokic at, at the Chicago game a couple weeks or a couple days oh, yeah. ago for and it was like apparently Serbia night on top of it. But you know, like no one pays to see Jokic get thrown out in the first quarter or whenever he got thrown. They're 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 paying to see Jokic play, and mm. for the referees to flex over something like that, or again take a take away a great play that would have ended to a great game 
Uh, you know, it, it, it's kind of tough because that offside, as egregious as, as Tony was in being offsides there, it's also like you could call that almost any time, as, as you've probably seen on Twitter, all these other clips. Yeah, there's so there's so much. Uh, yeah, there's a there's there's a lot there. But with the throwing outs, the throwing players out, um, the ejections, like you raise an interesting point too. Because I, I first of all, I agree with that, obviously. But the other thing is when you look at the all time, because I think this came up because of the Draymond stuff, who obviously has been sure, yeah, next yeah. level with what he's been <laughs> yeah. doing. Um, but the like the all time ejections, I don't think. I think it was Rasheed Wallace's number one, I think, and then Draymond's right below him. Um, oh, that's that's a tandem. But there's like a, a, a significant gap, like nine games, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and in the scheme of the numbers, it's like that is a significant gap because I think Rasheed's like 29. I think it was him. I could be wrong, but then I don't think anybody was at 30. So like yeah. anytime a guy's getting ejected from a game – it should be this massive, massive deal um, and something like that really, truly warranted it. So because if Rashid Wallace only got ejected 30 times in his you know career, that's I mean, that's twice in a season. That shouldn't happen yeah. like out of nowhere. And especially guys who you just don't think like who aren't vocal like that. I don't know. Yeah. Or what, what Jalen Brown got ejected from a game kind of recently too, yeah. for a, kind of like a ticky tack type of reason. Yeah. Uh, rabbit ears by the ref, that sort of thing. So it's like, all right, like you swallow the, swallow the whistle. Like we're, sorry, we're coming like, to see gameplay at the end of the day. No one's justifying what Draymond did to like the other than maybe Gilbert Arenas is justifying what Draymond did to like Nurkic or, or to go bear. Um, but at the same time, like the, these things with, with Jalen Brown, like a little, like guys chirping you. That's, that's just, that's when you become a ref or an yeah. umpire that comes with the territory. That's just how it is. I like, hear don't, it, yeah. don't, don't ask for Don't take it on a thankless job. If you want to get thanked. Yeah. I like that. That's a, that's a good, we should get that on a bumper sticker. There you go. That's Put a good phrase. Thank you. Okay. So, so that does it for us here. Uh, like I said, next week we'll have a re-release. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to all those, uh, out there listening, mm. uh, we'll have a, a re-release next week on Christmas Day, and then we'll come back again. Maybe Aquaman, maybe a look ahead to 2024. Yep. Either way, it's going to be good stuff. Either way, it's going to be at the same bad time, same bad place.